Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. new episode of zone time for your ear holes justin cuthbert is here omar from in the mentions is here sam from broadcast is here i'm julian and i noticed at the beginning of this week a lot of people were getting up in arms about oscar nominations do we do we care about the oscars here is that something we care about did we watch any of the movies that were nominated i think spider-man no way home got like one nomination anybody oh, yeah for what wait wait for what i think for like visual effects or something oh come on yeah, you know how you know how superhero movies don't get that love. Literally, I was like, I was, I was surprised. I know they were pulled. They were trying to pull for it uh, to get a couple of the nominate nominations, but um, yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, cool. I guess so. So I figured, you know what? Instead of us talking about the Oscars, because that's not really what we're supposed to do on Zone Time, why not dole out our own set of awards? A mid-season award show. This is going to be our opportunity to provide some awards for people in the National Hockey League who deserve it. Uh, I have five categories, and uh, we're going to go through each of them. Uh, I appreciate you all thinking in in advance and coming up with some winners. We each have our own individual winners. It's okay to have uh, the same pick here and there. Uh, But let's get started. For the first award, play of the first half. Uh, Connor McDavid, surely a nominee. Trevor Zegras has at least two uh nominations for this category maybe there's someone out of left field i'm not even thinking about omar uh who is your winner for play of the first half you get a zone time award i, I haven't thought of a creative nickname for a zone time award zonies do you want a zony <laughs> zonies oh i like it i like it's it oh the first annual <laughs> zonies baby let's do the it zonies um yeah i mean yeah i mean like like Connor mcdavid destroying a franchise in a single move is is always funny but like Damn. for me it is like i can't that Kale McCarr goal in overtime, oh. like I can't, I, I can't get that out of my head. It's just, it's just so freaking disgusting. It's just pure filth. Like you know, poor Kirby Doc. Like yeah, we were talking about it for for so long. To the poor people were literally like breaking down whether like Kirby Doc's like stance was was proper. Like if he if he actually put himself in the proper position to defend the play or if Kale McCarr just like dusted him. And, and again, it was from that moment where I think like the, the hype of Kale McCarr kind of took a whole new level. And then he started scoring more and more goals. And now we have the conversation of like, Hey, he's, he's probably going to hit 30. He's likely going to get another Norris. So yeah, for me, the Kale McCarr goal against, uh, against Chicago in overtime was, uh, was, was my play of the year at the midway point. All right, Sam, your pick for play of the first half is. If you saw my reaction, you'll know that Omar stole that one right from yeah. me. I did not think that someone else was going to pick that, but me too. I feel validated. Mm-hmm. Um, if you Google Kill McCarr Kirby Doc, the first the first thing that comes up is the headline is Kill McCarr sends helpless opponent into oblivion Ooh. on golfdigest.com. On golfdigest.com? What? <laughs> so I feel like if I That's feel like if wild. you can do that in Golf Digest, you deserve you deserve play of the season so far. 
So I, I, I'll say this. I did not expect that Kale McCarr would oh be mentioned God. twice to this point. So Kyle, I, I'm, I'm really curious That's who you're going to pick. Funny headline. I mean, if the all-star game counts, I kind of want to go with Trevor's egress, but if it is just NHL stuff, I'm going to go with Connor McDavid versus the Rangers. I'll keep Trevor's egress out of it. I think you'll probably lean that direction, Julian, but like the most like quote unquote hockey goal, like in the normal flow of a game, normally what we see and what differentiates Connor McDavid from everybody else that was perfectly encapsulated in that goal versus the Rangers. I'll go with that one. This is pretty nuts here because no one has mentioned Trevor Zegers to this point. And as I mentioned before, he has two plays that could easily be considered. So you know what? I wrote down McDavid versus the New York Rangers. I was ready to agree. We could have easily been in a situation with Kale McCarr. I could easily agree. But because you did that, and I do not want to be in a position where Trevor Zegers does not get anything, I will. Oh, man, this is tough here. I'm just going to pick the goal I was in the building for. And it's the full-on Michigan in full stride against the Montreal Canadiens, which means in a stunning upset, the Michigan does not get an award uh, unless you want to put it in some other category. I'm not really sure where else we could put it, but the Michigan will not uh, win a play of the first half zoney from either of us four. I'm sure Tortorella would agree with that. Oh, well, uh, do, do you want to kick <laughs> off the next category, which is worst take? We're, we're from... no better. We're no better than John Hamm not giving Trevor, or Trevor Zegers. Oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, so to recap, Kale McCarr, uh, Connor McDavid, Trevor Zegers, <laughs> winners of the first ever Zonies play of the first half. But uh, worst take from – originally I wrote from any pundit, but I'm amending the rules a little bit to open it to anyone. So, I don't know if you saw some – player pointing out some tweet that was bad or 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 some owner which i actually lean towards because uh this is a topic we did not touch at all ladies and gentlemen to this point uh rocky words saying that uh he and the chicago blackhawks are past 2010 and they're past uh talking about kyle beach that is a bad take sir yeah sir no that 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 you put that in your drafts delete it and never come up with that thought again because if there's one thing we should not be done with. We are not done talking about the horrible atrocities that took place in that Blackhawks organization and and whatever else Brad Aldrich has done. And remember, I mean, Kyle Beach, obviously, uh, a face of that horrible story. But there's a John Doe 2. There's a John Doe 3 out there. More lawsuits are coming. Chicago right now, the organization, their legacy is a bit tarnished here because of everything that's happened. And for, and for Rocky Wirtz, who... I understand at one point was looked at a save looked at as a savior for the franchise because of what his dad had done previously. He undid a lot of goodwill when he stepped up to the microphone and tried to challenge Mark Lazarus and Phil Thompson, uh, two Chicago beat writers, one writing for the athletic, of course, and basically undid all that goodwill he did by saying we should not be talking about Kyle Beach. That's a, that's a terrible take. And I'm not trying to make light of the situation when I say that, Hey, you're deserving of this honor, but I think I can't think of any other take that's worse than that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I think the the worst thing about it is that the question wasn't even directed to him. Nope. Or it wasn't even directed about 2010. No, no, it wasn't for him. And he took it upon himself to interject interject and then say, like, like, to your point, like, you know, we're not going to talk about 2010. Like, I mean, even even if if that's what you believe, one, we already know that's false because you know you brought on Patrick Sharp and Marion Hosa to to help in the GM search. The um, same week, 
the same the mm-hmm. same week, literally. Um, and also it's like you you can't the fact that they think that you know you can just throw all this money at Kyle Beach and the other survivors and just think that it'll go away. Like, no. In, in fact, the reason as to the reason why this thing happened in the first place is because people have thought that hey, if we just pay a bunch of money or just stop talking about something, it'll it'll go away. And I think I think that's where the quote unquote confusion perhaps around some members of the organization is where they think like, wow, why are people still talking about this? Why hasn't this gone away yet? We paid the money. We, you know, we made our apologies. We fought. We even mentioned like, oh, you know, the people who are around there, like, you know, are, are no longer with the organization. So, so what? So, so we're supposed to say, okay, cool. All's forgiven. Like, no, people's lives are ruined for this. Yeah. Let's forget about it. Like, this, like, like why are we even talking about it? Why are we even bringing it up? Who cares? Well, Gary Bettman obviously had to go and go ahead and make it worse the next day with his statement. Uh, I think what did he say? He said, "Well, he, he thought Rocky Words was just emotional because of Kyle Beach." Man, gotta say, man, do. Rocky Words yeah. is really going through it, man. God, we really have to think of a billionaire owner in his time of distress, thinking about this terrible incident that is plaguing his franchise and keeping them from making money. We really need to, you know, shed a tear and, and play a violin, all the sad songs for Rocky words. I really feel bad for him. Absolutely. Um, and I, the, the go ahead. Omar. I, sorry. Yeah. The thing that, the thing that, that I can't wrap my head around, right. Uh, of course, aside from this, this, the human humane nature, the fact that like someone's livelihood was ruined for mm-hmm. years and this will it'll it'll follow them like you know and it, you know it, it's great to see you know kyle beach still playing and and again the one of the bravest things i've ever seen was it was him on tsn you know speaking telling his story but like i i can't rationalize the idea that they think again that this is just going to go away and ironically i think wayne gretzky actually made made uh, a pretty good point that when it comes to like ownership, that this is the state, these are the things that like owners and organizations want to focus on. It's like, if I have a kid who's growing up in hockey and they get drafted by Chicago in the back of your mind, like you're not going to think like, Hey, what if, what if something like this happens again? And not even just, just in the, in, in, in that specific situation what happened with Kyle beach, but just with anything, with anything like our, you know, is, is our, is our son, is our child going to, going to feel like they are supported enough to actually go out and reach for help. And if they do reach for help, will they have the resources? Will they have the people in charge to actually have that done? And maybe you could have played a devil's advocate and say, well, you know what, maybe they're working towards that. And yeah, I'm sure there, there might be some things that the, you know, that Chicago is doing on the sidelines, but like, if I'm watching that video, like that just it just it's just a giant F you to to everyone involved. It's a giant F you to everyone who who, who cares, who followed the story for the all the journalists who's who spent hours and hours trying to find all the details just to, to just to see him on the stage, just denounce it and then get pissed off. Like 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 they like the reporters ruined his day by asking a question that, that again had nothing to do with 2010. Like it just, I, 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 have, I have no idea. It's just like, it's, it, it's another, it's another thing that the hockey doesn't need. Um, what, what blew my mind was it was the first time he spoke on the subject, like publicly, yeah, like yeah. he could, he had about 60 minutes of being able to fake it 
when the Jenner and Block investigation came out and he was in that little Zoom meeting with that little room in an office somewhere and he like did his best to fake it. But clearly he couldn't repeat that. And the next time he was asked about it, he completely shot himself on the foot and showed his true colors. And, you know, this guy is going to make whatever decision he wants. And Gary Bettman's going to stand by, but beside him because guess what? He's got a lot of money, but clearly this is, this guy is unfit to run things. Maybe his son can do a little bit better. Maybe he can, he can actually lead, but this guy, if he's making decisions that stink around the Blackhawks, it's never going away. No. Sam, do you want to add add anything to this? I realize it's kind of turned into another discussion. We'll continue to go through the awards here, but I think it's important that we speak our piece on this. Yeah, I, I didn't have anything to add. I think we've covered it all. Uh, I did. I thought the interesting part about it also was, speaking of Danny Wirtz, he did try to steer the question towards a more appropriate answer and then basically got cut off by by his dad. Um, and I, I tweeted this already, but it was yeah. literally like a scene out of succession. Yeah. Like he, it just, it was ridiculously dramatic and you have to wonder like who, who, who are their PR guys? Like, are they, what is happening here? There, there this may is, still be a vacancy in that department. Last I checked, I'm not sure. Yeah. I can't no imagine kidding. why. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Again, I, I realized that, uh, there is a discussion to be had on our show. We normally talk about these topics anyway, uh, even in this manner where this was supposed to be a segment about something else. I'm glad we were able to spend a few minutes on it. Also, by all means, if you have someone else who is deserving of the worst take of the first half, by all means, you can you can do a more joking answer. You could say Rocky works. You could you could say anybody at this point. It could literally be anybody. It could even be uh, the, the Toronto Star writer who wrote that column about... Uh, why women's hockey doesn't belong. Yeah. That, Yo, man. That's like, that that great. No, save your I, fire on that because, because we're going to talk about the Olympics a little later, but it, unless that's the person you want to pick. I was going to oh, no. pick, I was going to pick Michael Trikos, but like, I can't limit myself to one take. There was the like, Penville's going to be coaching again soon. Uh, there was the Chicago will be contenders this year. Uh, Bowman for GM of the year. And also, I think he said to Tara Sloan, it's not hockey culture that's racist. Oh, yes. You know, there's just like, there's an endless, he's like a bad take factory. I Like, he doesn't have a take that's good. Can you imagine, like, he has, yes, that's four different takes you brought up here. Uh, The only PSA I can provide for this is whenever you go out on your bike, please wear a helmet. (laughs) That is all I could say. That's all, just please, please wear a helmet when you ride on a bike. Um, I have have a con. I have a content idea just quick as a quick aside. You know how yes. Bruce Arthur does like his quotes of the year? Like yes. every December 31st, he like he just shares all the quotes he saved. You could easily do bad takes of the year because I forgot about a lot of these that we've already talked about. Like mm-hmm. there, there, there's such a long line of them that I'm like just trying to think, okay, what was the worst take I heard most recently? And that was Sean Simpson suggesting that the Ottawa Senators could be in the playoff race by the end of the week. <laughs> like, and I didn't wanna I didn't wanna follow that one up. I didn't want to follow up the Rocky words discussion with Sean Simpson thinking yeah. that Ottawa could make the playoffs. I read that, tweet but that is mine. That is mine. I read that tweet and I thought he was joking. Like I thought he was trying Same. to be funny. Oh, oh my gosh, it's so it's yeah. There, that's a lot of that's a lot of what ifs and then. <laughs> oh yeah, um, mine was just yeah yeah like torts man like, <laughs> and <laughs> oh yeah and, right remember John Tortorella what thought was gonna run away with this. Like, man, like, 
just because like the, like the way he talks about it, it's the biggest butt I have I have ever sentence wise um on the day that you'll ever <laughs> sure. see just because it's like it's like a you know what <laughs> sure. like you know like you know Trevor Segrist you know he's a skilled player he you know um, obviously it takes a lot of skill skill to do that but and it's like you just hear this uh, you know I I don't think. I don't think this is good for the game. I think, it, you know what? I think it, it kind of hurts the integrity or, you know, like when can we go back to the, the fundamentals, the basics of playing the game? And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like what, what? And then again, again, this is the big, the big story. And even they asked, they asked Trevor Zegers about it as well. So it's just like, it's just so funny. Like now anytime Trevor's, Trevor Zegers does something like amazing skill wise, like, the first thing I think of is like, oh, hey, I wonder what Torres has to say about this. Oh yeah, like the, like the All Star game. Oh, like Trevor Zegers like goes down, you know, with the, with the blindfold. I'm like, huh. I don't want, I wonder what Tortorella has to say about this. <laughs> so it's, it's just like it, it's just, it's it's such a bad it's such a bad take. And honestly, it's just so funny. Like you know, let the kid let the players embrace their skill. And honestly, I think what we're seeing now is we're seeing more and more videos of little kids doing their own skills. And I think we're going to see more and more players like Trevor Zegers uh, kind of come up. And I think that's it that's a positive for the game. It has to be. So yeah, sure. Okay. X's and O's and four check and blocky shots and pucks in deep and whatever. Just it was a skilled play. It was sick. It's a lot of cliches there. I was going to say that Tortorella could easily make, you could easily make the argument that Tortorella has a second nominee with his take about Connor McDavid, but we all know how the Oilers kind of played (laughs) not too long after the take was made essentially, uh, where he was more or less suggested that, he and the Oilers need to play a little bit more defensively uh, in order to actually win rounds in the playoffs. And well, they went on that massive slide that kind of shone the light on them a little bit here, but uh, Hey, the Oilers are still, still have a fighting chance in the playoffs in some way. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl could be first half MVPs that category to come. But uh, I want your surprise teams of the first half. They could be good surprises. They could be bad surprises. They could just be a surprise. Cuthbert, would you like to begin? Nashville Predators, eighth in points percentage. Um, I think they're the one outlier when you look at the league standings, at least overall. They just refuse to be bad. Like, they have every excuse to be bad. They are past, you know, they're in the decline after getting to the Stanley Cup final in 2016 and sort of piecing, you know, kind of eroding away a little bit. But they just refuse to be truly awful, and that's kind of a bad thing because – they don't really get that player that can kind of change their fortunes a little bit, but I don't know. I respect the fact that they continue to be a decent team year over year. And when we thought they were going to be bad, they're a top 10 team. So Nashville's my surprise. All right. I should not mute myself here. Omar, you're next. <laughs> um, This might be a bad take too. I don't know. Like the Kings, man. I don't know. I didn't expect the Kings to be okay. like, I didn't expect Sorry. the Kings to be in a playoff spot. Yes, I know, you know, they 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 made their trade over over the summer with you know Victor Arvidsson and they added added a uh, Philip um, Philip Deneau over the over the uh, the off season. But I thought they would have another year of being like, ah, you know, maybe maybe kind of be in the bubble the entire year. But like they're legitimately in a playoff spot, and and you know, like they usually when it comes when it came down to the Kings, like you know, I have to think that okay, maybe they're just having like spectacular goaltending. I mean, like. Quick and quick and um and Cal Peterson, you know, they're doing okay, but they're not doing, you know, they're not like standing on their head or anything. I want to say they like they want to say between them, like their save percentage is like nine twelve and a nine hundred respectively. So 
I don't know. I, 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 no, they kind of surprised me again. Anytime I look at the standings, like, yeah, like, you know, everyone talks about Anaheim and stuff, but like, yeah, just seeing the Kings like legitimately in a, in a playoff spot. Like, I don't know. That kind of, that took me off, off, uh, I'll took me off guard a little bit. Sam. Uh, I was also going to go with the Preds. Like, like I said, um, but Saros has been unreal. Like that's, that's the main difference. Right. But I, yeah, I thought that they were definitely a team on the decline. I thought they'd be mediocre at best and they've been really good. Um, the other team that has surprised me is the ducks. Uh, like Omar said, you know, everyone's talking about the ducks and yeah, I, I think I was on the record as saying all the California teams would be trash and (laughs) other than the sharks, they are not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was going to say the Rangers. I was thinking about the Rangers. No, 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 Julian. Speak with your chest. We know. We know what your answer is. Say okay. it with your chest, man. All right. Let it, let it out. Let it out. All right. All right. All right. We got I, you. We got I, you. We're here I, for I, you. I, look, I, I'm. I'm. Look. You don't have to worry about me because the checks come in every two weeks with this team <laughs> in terms of covering them at the very least and writing about them. But why not? Mm. Why not put the foot into it? The Canadians are terrible, mm. and they are mm. very much the surprise for me. I I knew they were going to be a fringe team. I did not expect to see the worst team in the salary cap era by far and possibly the worst team in the modern era. Like every and yes, I understand they have injuries. I understand the covid bug has hit had hit them hard. They had guys who were playing in the ECHL playing uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. But this team is bad. This team is bad. When we finish, uh, I, for, to put the curtain back here, we do these uh, tapings on Tuesday night. Uh, sometimes they're around the time the Canadians are going to play. I am not looking forward to watching the Montreal Canadiens play after this recording. I, I'd much rather just like do like a two-hour <laughs> show of zone time. That's why, that's why they always go a little bit longer than they should, these shows. Yeah, that's, pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty much it. We had to fight for time just so I could, you know, keep myself from watching these Canadians games in the full 60 minutes. It, look, I'm sorry. This team is terrible. It, look, Omar, Omar, you happy? The Canadians are bad. They suck. They're terrible. Not, they, beat the, they beat the Leafs, and now they are going through <laughs> a terrible time. They're probably going to be terrible for the next two, three years. Are you happy? Are you that, ha- that's what, that's what the, Leafs fans no, want. Is that, y'all are happy? The Canadians are terrible. You're, you're bitter rising. You're upset. Here's the thing, though. If I'm a Habs fan, I'm ecstatic. Be bad the next two years. Yes. I, oh, I'm yeah. ecstatic. Absolutely. If, yo, if, if if the Habs turn around and are good next year, I would be so mad if I was a Habs fan. Yeah, because you're putting yourself Both out years. for... You're not, you're not getting Bedard or Mitchkoff. Yeah. Both years. Both years. This year, you're bad. Next year, tank. Like, dude, don't add n- nothing. Like, just have a whole bunch of rookies and stuff f- filling filling out the roster. Like, both years, you have to be bad. Like, Gordon's I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't reconcile that. Sorry? <laughs> Gorton's not adding. He loves a tank. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He'd still Embrace be tanking it. in New York if he had it his way. Embrace That's, it. Actually, that's actually Embrace very true. It. If he had his way, the Rangers would be in a much, vi- a much different place. Mm-hmm. That is very true. So, yes. Uh, to Omar's satisfaction, uh, the Montreal Canadiens are my pick for surprise team. They are god-awful, the worst team in the salary cap era, and I fear they only get worse. To the next category. Makes you feel, I was going to say, if it makes you feel better, as bad as they are, they're not as bad as Angela Price's take on the convoy. I was not I trying to bring that. up the Freedom Convoy <laughs> at all on this podcast <laughs> because if we start talking uh, about them, uh, them Freedom Fighters, we're going to be talking about a whole other set of topics on Zone Time. So I'm just going to save myself 
I'm going to save everybody here because there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of people who support the Freedom Convoy, and I do not want us to be subjected to uh, random uh, comments on YouTube. Not that it stopped people from doing that anyway. Like someone wrote some random ass comment on our trivia one. I think about masks or something like that. I don't remember what. That's not going to stop people from hating, but it's not going to stop people from I, loving I our show either. I never watched Hockey Wives, but she was on there, right? Yeah. And I Brandon so, yeah. Prust, I mean, he's probably <laughs> camped out in Ottawa right now. So <laughs> something, something's, some sort of connection there. Yeah, Christopher yeah, Steve was hanging out there, man. Like sometimes I, I hear some of these people talk about mm. like how they need their freedoms. It's I'm not a like, way to man. stay employed if you want to be on TV. Yeah, that's that's true. All right. But let me just stop myself there. Um, let's go to first half MVP. Uh, I'm going to start and I'm going to say, even though he's not leading scoring anymore, uh, it is just still a joy to watch Alexander Ovechkin play at his age and score goals. And uh, I think as because of the fact that at his age, at 36, he's been able to continue his toward pace of scoring, that's enough for me to consider him as an MVP. Not to mention the Capitals, still a good team. We, we think their window's closing a little bit, and maybe they've tailed off a little bit from how their play was a little earlier this year. But Alexander Ovechkin. Still giving it to people in the mid to late 30. So uh, I will give him first half MVP. Uh, Omar, who's your pick? Oh, Kadri, 100%. And again, nice I think pick. just, I think he's just having, he's having an incredible season, especially when it comes to his play. The, the narrative is always like, okay, he's playing well now, but like, is he going to be there in the playoffs? And I think what he's done this year is really, is really kind of amp up his leadership overall both you know both when it comes to the performance and also just his presence and I think I think by him taking this step and this next step is another way to kind of say like hey like I'm here and and I'm ready I'm ready to, to help us you know jump the hurdle a lot of people say that the avalanche are the Leafs of the second round which <laughs> damn which is a which not is that you a, know what a, the second round like yeah which i was gonna say it's a little it's kind of blasphemous because at least they seem the second round but um but honestly like i think i think what kadji's been doing this year is really sending the message that like like he's here to have an impactful impactful role on the team and honestly i think i think the fact that not only abs fans but also like fans around the league have caught on and seen what kind of a season he's having i gotta give it to him okay sam uh, I'm going to give it to UC Saros. Okay. I think given that Nashville is, you know, both Cuthbert and my surprise team, he's, and I think everyone's top three candidates for a Vezina. He's got, I think over, he's got a hundred more saves than John Gibson, who's in second place behind him for most saves in the league this year. He's top five in save percentage and he's played the most games out of any goaltender. And that team is not a team that should have been good. And he's carrying them on his back. Uh, that too. I hope kick, it's Saros that gets. I hope it's Saros that gets the love because Nashville, if they keep on, if they finish eighth overall, someone's going to get awarded with something, whether it's John Hines or UC Saros. And I think Saros clearly is the most. You know, he's the one driving the results with Nashville more than anyone else. So I, I do hope that he's there for Fesna. I think he could be in the hard conversation as well if he keeps things up. Uh, mine's Ovi with a caveat though. He was oh. my first half MVP, forty-one games, right? He's now played 47 games and he's tailed off a little bit, as you mentioned, Julian. So I'm going to switch my pick. It was a coin flip between him and Jonathan Huberdo. I'm now with Jonathan Huberdo, who's uh, leading the juggernaut Florida Panthers. So started Ovi. Now I'm on Hubie's side. 
Yeah, that's very fair. So I, I like our picks for MVP. Now it's time for us to get self-indulgent. The zone time moment of the year so far. It could be a joke someone said. It could be how we covered a particular topic. Uh, Omar has surely done enough to warrant an honor for this. I'm going to give it to when uh, I made my quip about a team from the Atlantic division, not winning a playoff series and seeing how he reacted to that. When I said the Florida Panthers, not the Leafs, that is one of the funniest things I have seen in a long time. 2021 was a good year. That was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> Easily. Cruelty. Cruelty. <laughs> Cruelty. We Just don't want to see you suffer. I didn't realize. I didn't realize it. I didn't, I, I should have, I didn't realize that Florida has also never, hasn't won a, a playoff series in a while, which again, makes me dread the possibility of facing them because I know that that's what the narrative is going to be. And I don't want it. I don't want any part of it. I don't want to see Joe Thornton and end our, end our season in overtime or Mason Marchment. Are there any other four formal leaves on, on, on Florida? I don't know. Uh, Carter Verhage? Carter Verhage was a Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he was a He was a draft pick. Yeah, he was a draft pick. Would you guys still have Dennis Mulgan or whatever his name was? No, is that an Olympian, funny, funny, funny story. He? Funny he story. A, yeah, look at that. He's an Olympian. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good trade. Yeah, well, not bad. Uh, Omar, <laughs> do you have a zone time moment of the year so far? Oh yeah. Um. Oh well. Yeah. One of the year definitely was um um the <laughs> the Jim Benning episode. Yes. Um. Sam literally made me laugh for like forty five seconds talking about uh a bad a bad pick that the Canucks made at the draft. And uh, when Julian asked uh, who was it that <laughs> who was it that made my, made the pick, uh, Sam just in a very calm calm voice, but but almost be you, you could hear the laughter come up saying it was the same guy, and I just I <laughs> lost it. I lost it. Was the draft uh, so pick that, again? That I'm trying my... to remember who it was. Uh, who was it? I think uh, it was. It was in it was in 2013, right? Oh God, who was I think it? it was the. I actually think it was the expansion draft. I think. He wanted Spiza instead of Shea Theodore. Right. Oh, yes, right. Yes. Yes 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 yes, yes. 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 So yeah, that that's my moment for for sure. Um, honorable mention definitely when uh <laughs> when uh <laughs> Avery said that he uh where where's where's the Peter Pan hat ironically. <laughs> 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 that's another one as well but those two oh, man, like honestly Un- i think the line was unironically unironically <laughs> oh my god oh. but yeah man honestly like like zone time is, is something i look forward to every week and and yeah i love you guys it's i just want a quick honorable fun. mention before I, I throw it to cuthbert uh honorable mention to cuthbert when we were talking about uh kodak black on that one episode <laughs> and cuthbert let everybody know where he was repping from and w- that he has the internet and he knew it was going down in boxes you were real one cuthbert for knowing oh my god man yeah like i keep saying it honestly like like cuthbert is is is, is the best person to have around because he is like a serial comedy person he, <laughs> he seems very like very serious and calm but like is ridiculously funny and we'll just hit you with like these like these lines and jokes out of nowhere. Like it's honestly like I love having Cuthbert around, man. It's so funny. Me too, man. Cuthbert Captain Serious. I was gonna say this is the first time I ever heard that. Um, <laughs> mine was mine was Peter Pan unironically. Yeah. Like that was that was the moment for me. That was the funniest line I think of all time on this show. Him busting out the golf club was also yes. Yeah. And Sam just casually emailing and saying, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna have my." baby tonight so i can't make his own time yes <laughs> yes yes baby oh sloan. my god the, yes. the birth of baby sloan yes 
Oh, baby oh zone that's time. number one. That's number one. Oh man, that has the to be it. I forgot that that's I did number that. One. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Talk about cool under pressure. Just you know, oh my god. Oh, man. I, I no one else has had to give birth to anybody while recording these shows. So you know, <laughs> that pretty easily go to you, Sam. I always oh, thought I missed that episode. It was like a Canucks heavy episode too. It was, yes. It felt yeah. very weird talking about the Canucks and being like, well, Sam's not here to talk about any of this. <laughs> we had to uh, channel our Sam energy. Yeah, we did. Did, did you have a pick or did you want to uh, just give it to yourself? No, my pick my pick is uh, Omar's unexpected deep dive into high school musical. That oh, came out of nowhere. yes. That was good. Yeah. Right. That, was, that was my favorite. Um, and then I'll give myself honorable mention for the time I slipped in Tic Tac Tomar. Yes. Yeah, I did not catch that. That was, that was, uh, that, I caught that. I had to hear I that on that. rewatch. I that caught that funny. and I laughed my ass off. I was, I, that was hilarious. That was amazing. But, uh, hey man, Tic Tac Tomar. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah. That's a good day. I'm glad that we were able to come up with moments and we're able to pat ourselves on the back. And if we're able to come up with that content now, imagine us. In the second half of this NHL season, which has started for some people and others still trying to get across to that line. Uh, but yeah, oh, I, well, I like well, well, the zonies. We're all in this together, right? So the zonies. Yes. No, we, no, the, no, no I no, we we know. I know what you did there. Okay. I know exactly what you did there. We are all in this together. Are you gonna sing the rest of the song too? Or or are we gonna get like a copyright strike from Disney or something? I mean, I think you could bet on the fact that. I have found what I'm looking for. And sometimes you have to break free because, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, what time is it? Summertime. It's our vacation. <laughs> but, you know, you also have to think about the time when there was just you and me. Right. But perhaps this could be the time where I, I couldn't think of any. I was waiting for someone to stop me. I couldn't, I couldn't think. I no, we didn't want to stop them. Yeah, I, yes, I blinked. I, I blinked. I think that was, oh, that was like seven or eight songs I did there. That, that was, was really impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as zone time is around, you can bet on us, you know, doing well <laughs> with the show. There's, there's your eighth song there. Bet on it. There we go. That was the one you forgot. Um, mm-hmm. At the Olympics, the Olympics have started. They're in, they're in Beijing. Uh, the women's hockey side has begun and uh, we will eventually get to the men's competitions. Uh, any thoughts on uh, team Canada going a perfect four and O in the prelim round, including a very entertaining victory over team USA. Yes. Uh, Cuff. Uh, I know you've obviously through the, I sports hockey podcast, you're big up Sarah affiliate team Canada. Love to know how you've been uh, feeling about team Canada to this point. Well, I'm less optimistic now after uh, the win against the United States, even though it was a win over the United States, and that's what you're looking for. Uh, clearly, they're the number one and number two teams in whatever order going into this tournament and at the end of this tournament. But, you know, they were outplayed big time. Like, it was a rope-a-dope game for them. They, they, that could have easily went the other way. It seemed like the USA, with all their pressure, just could not come up with the breakthrough that they needed. And every time the Canadians needed a goal... They found out a way, figured out a way to get that goal. So, if that game is played a hundred times, how many times do the Canadians win it? I'm not really sure, but they have one win, and they got to get another win if they're going to achieve their goal. But again, I think with Melody Dayu potentially coming back or hopefully coming back, it felt like they were one forward short. So if they get Dayu back on that second line, maybe Sarah Nurse drops back down to that third line. All of a sudden, you got three dominant lines instead of two dominant lines, and then maybe they'll be a little bit more equipped to hang with the United States. But uh, you know, despite winning the war, the battle might have went to the United States in round one. 
Sorry, I gotta be the Quebecer here. Did you say Deu? Is it is it Melody? Melody, Melody Dau. Deu? Is it Dau? Who's Deu? I'm, I'm going with Brian Mudrick, man. Going with Brian Mudrick, my English brethren. Here's the thing. Got nothing but love for Brian Mudrick. He was a weather presenter before he got into sports, just like I did. Uh, you got to be careful about okay, say, say it one more time. Say it one more time. Dao. Melody Dao. That's, Dao. She's, she's keeping Dao. quiet. You know, you, you got to mention that. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Just sorry. Just when you hear those names be uh, mispronounced, you got to say something. Um, Omar, uh, with Team Canada, obviously, they're doing as well as they are. Uh, I'm curious for your thoughts on them playing against the Russian Olympic Committee with masks on. Yeah, I mean, like that whole story was just wild. And again, the fact that, you know, there's just a lot of mystery behind the, the results and the test. And then again, we saw, you know, the, the news broke, broke today about the, the number of, you know, positive tests on the team. But hey, man. I, I mean, I think the I think the narrative around what you can and can't do with the mask on is a. Uh, kind of out the window now because they played that entire game with masks on. And even the, even to start, like they 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 came out flying and just the entire, the entire game they had pace. And, and again, I think, I think though the first three Canadian games, um, I think were more indicative of Canada at their best. Just, mm-hmm. you know, when they're having a lot of speed and just very overwhelming um, to the point, you know, where anytime, you know, the opposition tries to tries to do anything, they're on top of them immediately. And again, I just want to give a, a huge shout out to, to Jamie Lee Rattray. I think she's had an incredible tournament so far, and especially because the big narrative was going to be about like whether she could actually get more ice time or, or play play higher. And I think she made the best of her opportunity um, on the second line um, with the injuries. So yeah, I'm interested to see you know how you know how she continues to play, play and excel. And I think she'll be a big part once you know the game starts start to get more serious. Sam, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree with everything that's been said. I also want to say that. Sarah Nurse has eight points in four games. Killing clearly, it. clearly the best nurse. Clearly the best nurse. She should be the one making nine million dollars. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. And then <laughs> I, I think they should get like bonus points for Carolyn Willette signing onto Twitter and completely destroying Rosie Damano. <laughs> this is one yes. of the few shows that have mentioned Rosie Demano by name. Uh, I wasn't planning on that being a legitimate topic. <laughs> yeah, can we do that? Like, I don't want. I don't want her name being mentioned here. It's such a dumb take. I understand yeah. that other countries beyond Canada and the United States need to get their game up and all that, but it's not as if they are so far behind. There are players in countries like Finland and Switzerland where there are dynamic players who are helping to bring their profile up. Like we're not that far off from seeing the women's game continue. I mean, not even, not, not even to say far off the women's I mean, game continues even, to make strides. Yeah. I, the Japanese women won their, won their mm-hmm. division. And, yep. you know, if you're going to say that it's because only two teams win, well, only three countries have won the men's tournament. Should we just get rid of men's hockey? Like, what a stupid point. What a dumbass point. Does anyone else want to dunk on this take? I mean, it's just, you can set your watch to it, right? Like, yep, you every year, can. I think she writes the same article. Like, we get, like, it's so, it's so ridiculous. It's so lazy. It's just lazy. I mean, it's hard to come up with ideas. We have a little email chain. We try to knock around ideas. And sometimes yeah, it takes a little while for us to come up with things like the zonies. But take that <laughs> extra five, 10 minutes. And figure out something that's even somewhat original because 
doing this every four years, you're not fooling everyone. We all remember. Yeah, and the, I, you know, no one's going to take it seriously. You got the clicks you wanted, so you achieved your goal, I guess. But I don't know. How many times can you do that? I guess we'll see. I feel it. like you could ratio her without clicking on the article now. And that's Absolutely. what I was going to say. Yeah, literally. I, and I'm, like, sure, I'm sure click she on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't click on it. And 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 I think that's that's something that when I when I kind of had my response on Twitter, like, just just don't click on it. Like, it's yeah. obviously it was it was posted. The reaction that the art the article got, like, there's no way you they could have been surprised. Um, and whether it's a hate click, whether it's an appreciation click, a click is a click um, in, in, you know, in that, that, you know, realm of the world. So, yeah. So like wh- whether it's, uh, whether it's, it's, it's her, whether it's anyone who writes an egregiously bad article, just don't click on it. Tweet about it. Just don't click on it. Don't do it. Don't, don't quote tweet it that, that too, because that's technically a share as well. Tweet about it. Don't click on it. Don't give, don't give them what they wanted. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd and just, if you go ahead. I'm just gonna say if you watch these games like you know that this game is advancing mm-hmm. like what we're seeing from sarah fillier i mean she she shoots the puck better than anyone else in the game and who was the best Rifles. shooter in the game before sarah fillier marie philippe plant mm-hmm. so like it's it's evolving just like anything else this game is as good as it's ever been so why would you not showcase it on the biggest possible stage they trying to tell you that women's hockey shouldn't belong at the olympics don't believe them. It does belong. Anyway, uh, I'm glad we got that out the way. Um, the men's tournament's going to start eventually. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember exactly when it's going to start, but I know Canada, they're going to be there. Obviously, no NHLers to speak Tomorrow. of. Well, okay. Well, obviously, someone pays more attention to the schedule than I do. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, anything you're look, any players or storylines you guys are looking forward to with the men's tournament? I, I, I want to see uh, Eric Stahl do well on Team Canada and I'm looking to see how uh, the former Montreal Canadiens players like Stahl or David Dernay or Mark Barbario or Daniel Carr will do on that team. Uh, any anyone Abs, else? Abs take over. Well, I don't know. Just you know, the, there's there guys I remember. I grew up watching in some ways. I guess I'd like to know what you guys are, are looking forward to with uh with the Olympics. Uh, I'm looking forward to the to to pro. I'm sorry. I'm watching for prospects, man. Like. Like mm-hmm. Matt, you know, the fact that like like you know the the least uh, second round pick from last year, Matthew Nyes is going to be on the team, and considering how like disgusting he's looked at the college level, and and you know he you know looked like he was actually uh, was uh, you know going on a, on a good stride the World Juniors, and you know now getting the call to play on the Olymp- on the Olympic team, I'm I'm fascinated to see you know how he plays, and you know maybe this could be one of the, the pieces of evidence that we used to say, hey, maybe he doesn't need another year of college, maybe they maybe they'll be give him a contract and he plays at some point but you know he is wearing a 67 jersey so that's a that that's that's cool what what's what's what yeah. what hurts what prospect hurts more the idea that matthew Dees could be at the olympics wearing 67 or the fact that he's likely going to be showcased as a uh, valuable trade asset uh, for the leafs if they want to make a move at the deadline oh no i see I think Matthew Nyes is, is is or sorry Matthew Nyes is getting to a point of Nyes or Nyes. I actually don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. even know, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know, but I think I think he's creeping up towards slightly untouchable status because I don't Ooh, know, like it, it, it's tough. He looks he looks good, man. Wayne like, Gretzky got traded, my man. What makes him untouchable? Go- <laughs> I, he looks good, man. Like I think I think the least would would really want to to like maybe look at other prospects before moving him because he looks solid. Granted, again, he you know he just he just entered just entered the organization. Obviously, there's a lot a lot for him to grow and a lot for him to do. But 
man, I, I wouldn't want to trade him. I like, I think, I think there are other prospects I'd, I'd move, I'd move um ahead of him at this point, but um, yeah. Also Josh Hosang. I think that's been a great story as well. Shout out Josh Hosang. Excited to see how, see how he, um, what he does. I think he's been rewarded, rewarded for, um, you know, a good, a good calendar year, I think with a great attitude. So, um, Looking forward to what he does. And shout out Mason McTavish and shout out Owen Power as well. Uh, Sam Cuff, did you want to add anything else to this? I was going to say I'm excited to see Owen Power. Yep, that's fine. And and who knows, depending on how things go, maybe we see him in August at the World Juniors. Huh? Huh? Owen Power could have himself a banger 2022. He already won the World Championship last summer. Could get himself Olympic gold this time around. And then he's got to we'll figure t- out a way to not play in Buffalo. Oh, <laughs> oh. hey, Buffalo's oh. not that bad. They could be the Canadians bad. They're not the Canadians bad. They're they're just Buffalo bad. Cuff, do you have a final thought before we wrap this baby up? I was just going to say you're interested in uh, former Habs. Omar interested in future Leafs. I think Sam nailed it with o- Owen Power. Uh, I-, I would add Mason McTavish to that. Josh Hosang I'm interested in seeing. Uh but I'm kind of interested in the experiment that the United States seem to be uh, working with, which is going very young in this tournament. I mean, a lot of retreads for Canada, a lot of retreads across the entire, like there's going to be some names that you're just like, oh yeah. And you might do some Google searches because they seem to be littered across all the rosters, but the United States went really young. They're going for that next wave of talent. And I wonder if that gives them a little bit of an edge. I mean, they're not even really considered metal contenders right now. If at least if you look at the odds, but I feel like they could capture something if all those players who have played together a lot can uh, put it together really quickly in a tournament where chemistry is going to be few and far between. Yeah. The Olympics, something to look forward to. And uh, we're going to try our absolute best to stay up and watch them from, from our, well, actually, sorry, we're not in uh, West coast time. Like Sam is where you could watch uh, hockey games at 8 PM as opposed to 11 p.m. like the rest of us. But, uh, yeah, the Olympics are going to be on for the next few days. Yeah, this is a luxury. (laughs) Watching sports on West Coast time, absolutely amazing. That's going to do it for Zone Time this week. Uh, We found a way to hand out Zonies. We talked about the Olympics, and we found ways to shade uh, a bunch of people in the process, including those uh, Freedom Convoy people and uh, Rocky Woods. So uh, great job, everyone. We continue to set the hockey world aflame. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, on the Yahoo Sports Hockey uh, YouTube page as well. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new podcast. Talk to you guys soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.